Hey, Chosen Girl fam. I'm Liz. I'm Sarah. And welcome to the Chosen Girl Tell Me About It podcast. We are two best friends passionate about having real conversations about where real life meets the gospel. Meet us here every Tuesday as we go to God's Word about different topics we all face. No matter if you're in the car or doing laundry around the house, we hope that you feel like you're sitting right across the table from us enjoying your Chick-fil-A sweet tea. Yes, girl. We would so love if y'all would take the time to rate and subscribe to the podcast. And don't forget about our free resources on our Instagram and at thechosengirl.com. Let's get this party started. What's up, Chosen Girl fam? We are like in shock and disbelief that Liz and I are recording the last just her and I episode of season four. What? We're shook. We're shook over here. I'm struggling. It's it's crazy. <laughs> like, you know, this is this is season four, so it's coming to an end. And we've been doing this for two years now, which how in the world has it flown by like this? Yes. And whereas, like, it's nice, honestly, to kind of get a little bit of a breather where, you know, like, we can just come and fellowship and we don't always have to feel like we have to work when we come together like this. But at the same time... You guys have no idea what a blessing it is to to dive into God's word ahead of time and the conversation that stems from the prep time that we put into recording. Yeah. And that's what I'm really going to miss. And just like hearing back from you all during the summer, but it's all right. Everything, everybody needs to rest at some point and it's going to be great, but I can't believe that time has gone by so fast this spring. I cannot believe it either. We have one more episode in this season after this one, and we're going to be bringing on a guest because y'all know that's what we do at the end of each month. Of course. But also this summer, we've got a lot of exciting things coming up that we're going to call, like, forget hot girl summer. This is going to be chosen girl summer. Amen. So y'all just get ready. We're going to make some really cute decals for y'all. We're going to have some great content, and y'all know we're going to have a playlist for y'all. I'm so excited. Yes. I'm here for the... Y'all, I make, a, I make a summer playlist every single summer. I say every single... It's only been for like the last three years or so. I don't know. My time is just all messed up since 2020. But, you know, it's always something like a mantra. Yes. Like last year, I, it was all the like 2000 to 2010s. Oh. Because I was like, ooh, take me back to a time. I was like, middle school, high school. What a simple you time know, to be alive. Exactly. And music, it's so funny. I love how God made a few things. One, obviously, music. Oh, yeah. But how it can spark a memory. Mm -hmm. Like, I can listen to a song and be, like, right back there. Like, either on a date or uh, in high school or in middle school or with friends. Like, I can think of specific people, specific outfits. (laughs) Oh, Lord, help us in our 2010s fashion. Oh, my gosh. But I think that God made music so fun that way smells and Mm -hmm. foods times of year um but yeah god's so cool like that so we're really excited we're celebrating like liz said two years of chosen girl on june 1st which is unbelievable and we're gonna be launching some fun chosen girl summer stuff so y'all make sure that you are subscribed make sure that you follow us on instagram and also if you have not already share this podcast with your friends because Our audience has grown so much, and we're always welcoming of new Chosen Girl fam to the fam. So yeah, yeah, it's a it's crazy to me sometimes. Let's just, like very full transparency. Go ahead, girl. We have a podcast. Like what? Oh I my know, gosh! Yes. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't even feel real sometimes until people are so kind enough to like reach out and be like, "Oh my gosh, 
you know, this message hit the nail on the head or yeah. like, you know, I look forward to every Tuesday because You're like, it, oh, they're listening to us. What? What? It's crazy because we, you know, Sarah and I always try to keep our eyes on the cross and like very God facing and not to be distracted by, you know, like the numbers and all the things that can pull us away from why we're doing this. Yeah. And so whenever you all send us those messages or leave us good reviews on our podcast, literally sometimes when I'm feeling down, I'll just go and read those. Yeah. Because they just make my day. And it reminds me that like, yes, I'm, I'm right where I'm, where I'm called to be. Yeah. And on another note, like, and, and we're not necessarily asking you to do this for us, like, oh, for no. this reason. But I think of times in my life where I felt led to, like, compliment someone mm-hmm. or encourage someone. And they're like, you have no idea how much I needed that today. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you giving someone encouragement could be the boost that they need to keep going. Yes. And so I think true. that's so, like, that's such a true thing that I feel like God uses us for. Oh, yeah. So. For sure. Yeah, we're continuing on today, guys, with the New Testament advice column because Paul be keeping it real with the early church. Always. While in prison. Excuse me. Right? Yeah. So, if you will turn with us to the book of Romans. Or you can scroll with us. Or you can just listen to us. I mean, it's fine. Everything's fine. Um, Oh, my gosh. Where are my notes? I just lost them. (laughs) It's all right. They are. I did not press anything. I swear to you, they just popped up. It's the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, so Romans, giving some background here. Like, first, background with Chosen Girl. We talked about all things toxic, people, thoughts, relationships, culture, even religious church culture. Yeah. Okay, so we don't want to leave you with us gropping on that because that's what we're not here for. We're here for solutions, but not only solutions, biblical solutions. So Mm -hmm. we're turning to... Our best advice givers in the New Testament. So, a little bit of background on Romans. Paul, who also wrote Ephesians, who we talked about last week, um, he's in jail, right into Rome. He's never been there. Right. Rome, this is like 57 years after Jesus mm-hmm. was here. Um, yeah, 57 AD. Uh, Rome has a new emperor, Nero, who, fun fact, was... Uh, given the crown to the emperor of Rome when he was 16 years old. As a child. Right. And there were about five years-ish, a little bit more than that, between the time that Paul wrote to them and the time that, like, Christians started getting, like, literally persecuted Mm -hmm. for being a Christian. So right now, the church is at peace. Everybody's okay in Rome. However, if you want to know about, like, the climate of Rome, like, I'm not talking about the temperature. I'm talking about, like... The culture itself, it was so sinful. Mm -hmm. Um, Sexual promiscuity was, like, rampant. Like, there were really no rules in that area of culture. And then also idol worship was super prominent as well. Um, So, Romans, like, the book that Paul wrote was so important. And, of course, you know, a police car has to go by. Thank you for serving us, policemen. We love you. Um, <laughs> Every time. Except when you pull us over, then we don't like that. I actually think it's a fire it's a, truck. It's actually an ambulance. Oh, well, we love you too, EMT workers. It's so real. We can't record without something going by. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it's the devil on multiple accounts. Not only is that person inside that ambulance probably, like, in distress, but it's also interrupting God's word right here, so... 
How no. entitled of me to be like, excuse me, you're interrupting <laughs> to an ambulance. <laughs> excuse me, someone could be dying. I mean, after two years of this, it literally happens almost every episode. Mm-hmm. Unless, like, we just can't get around it. Because if it's yes. not that it's the train or the trucks, yes, it's all right. Because guess what? We persist anyways. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. So, Romans, just kind of a little Reader's Digest version here. The first 11 chapters are talking about the doctrine of salvation. Mm-hmm. Basically, salvation 101. What does it mean? What um, is happening in your life during accepting Christ? And then it goes into the last five chapters. There's only 16 chapters. So if you wanted like a little two-week Bible study. Perfect. You know, take a chapter in a little bit every day. And it is such easy reading. Like we always say, get you a translation you love. Um, But the last five chapters are application of that salvation to your life. Yes. And that's what we're living for right here. And I love that we're coming, like, it's, it's that transition that we're seeing again from the laws. Like, from being all about really one way that we described it before was like from law to love and yes talking about the you know it it mattered who you were what family you were born into and all these things and the book slowly transitions out of saying using the terms jews and gentiles circumcised and uncircumcised israel like like generous israel yeah right to like sinners and righteousness it very much so changes because everyone's grouped together now so it's one of those books too that um I think for me, I've always been a a fan of Romans, and every time I go back, I glean something new from it. Um, But I think it's because it's a book that you can very easily see yourself in. Yeah. And I think that the beauty of reading through the book of Romans is realizing, like, hey, this is what I believe, and then going, starting in chapter, like, mm, yeah, chapter 12, which is the chapter that we're going to be unpacking today. Um it goes from what you believe to like how you show you believe that yes. kind of like putting your money where your mouth is when it comes to your beliefs, mm-hmm. AKA not being a hypocrite. Yeah. And Paul is very transparent and like, Hey, you're not always going to get this right. But I love his, um, metaphor of freedom. And he's like, Hey, you don't live there anymore. You're mm-hmm. not in that bondage anymore. We've moved on to a new country. You're not in slavery. You were in freedom. That was your old house and your old way of life. This is your new house and your new way of life. So it's a very like before God and then after God transition of how we should act and conduct ourselves as Christians and y'all the advice hits so hard and it's so practical well the thing is is that it seems so almost remedial whenever you're you're reading through it yes but if you think about it from that same metaphor that you just gave us if you were in an old country in old laws in old customs and everything else that is so deeply ingrained in you yeah you're right it's like going from like every year when you were growing up and you went from one classroom and a one teacher that did it this way or if you ever had to move schools in the middle because you moved like everything changed and it was so different um and so I, i think that's really it's just really interesting to look at that from that perspective to see the contrast but I love whenever we're getting down into, um, we're going to be reading from Romans 12. And y'all, the advice that is here, we're reading out of the message version. Mm-hmm. And I love how expanded it is. Y'all know that Sarah loves to edit the, the message. I usually read in ESV or NIV. But when I tell you that I was listening to, I was listening through Romans and I got about halfway through and it hit me so hard. I was like, I got to hear this again, but I want to hear it different. 
I'm like, I need to hear it in all the versions. And yes. so, because I was driving at the time, I'm not reading the Bible and driving, but um, <laughs> she next level. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus, take the wheel, literally, literally, right? <laughs> yes. But um, that's one of the things is I incur- that's what I love about the Bible app. They're not paying us to say this, of course. We just love it so much because. Especially if you have an iPad, you can put the two versions side by side. I love to reference different ways so I get a better understanding. Um, And I'm telling you all, we've talked about this a million times, but the more you dive into the Word of God, the more you're going to love it, the more you crave it, the more you don't mind to study it. Um, So if if it's been a minute since you picked up your Bible, girl, pick up your Bible with us right now. It's a perfect time. Absolutely. This is your sign. If you've been looking for a sign to get back in the Word, this is your sign. Yeah. Um, If you don't care, Liz, I'm just going to read verbatim verses 1 and 2 with what this starts out as. Absolutely, please. So this is a great, like, Paul's writing style. As an English major, I have to commend it. 10 out of 10. (laughs) It's a 10 out of 10. Um, He introduces this so beautifully. Mm -hmm. And this is basically like what I would call faith lived out. Like this is what this is. Mm -hmm. And this is a lot of the chosen message. We use this verse a lot when we explain what chosen girl is and kind of the concept of what we believe. Mm -hmm. Um, It says, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday ordinary life. You're sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Y'all remember we've talked about not God just being one chocolate chip, but being the cookie that houses all of the chocolate chips in your life. Exactly. Yes. If you don't know what we're talking about, go back to season one. Yes. I think it's like, it might've been episode one. I know, right? Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well adjusted in your culture that you fit in without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Mm -hmm. Readily recognize what he wants you what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. I want to, I want to insert something that my dad said to me when he, yeah. when he first became a Christian. Um, and it was a thought that he was having between a con really a conversation between him and God. And He'd gotten saved, and he started studying the Bible and all the things, and his friends came by and kind of made fun of him for becoming a Christian. Yeah. Um, Y'all, my father, though he was a pastor, was not always a Christian, um, and quite literally the opposite. But, um, (laughs) and he said, he thought to himself, man, the world is going off and leaving you. And in response, it's like, God was like, no, you're leaving the world. Yeah. And that's just formed, that's stated again here, you know, like, it's dragging you down to its level of immaturity, but God brings out the best of you, you know, develops well-formed maturity in you. Yes. And when we think about that, about how a child thinks it's on a lower level. And as you grow and you develop, you literally, you rise above that. Yeah. And that's you're so true. on a whole nother level. Your cares are different. The way you communicate is different. Yes. I mean, you're a new person. You are every a new season. person. Yeah. But that doesn't mean because you've grown. Exactly, but mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that you still still have some habits that you had when you were a child or you respond to things because of what happened to you when you were a child. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the same way that we can still sometimes respond in ways before we accepted, you know, Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Yes. And sometimes that comes from a place of trauma or a place from hurt, but I love that Paul calls us up in this chapter. And I love, too, how in verse 3, he immediately, like... 
bites any kind of urge of pride in Mm -hmm. that. Like, hey, we've been called to more, but it is not because you're worth it. Like, he immediately says, like, um, do not misinterpret yourselves as people who are bringing goodness to God. No, God brings it all to you. Mm -hmm. Um, The only accurate way to understand ourselves is by what God is and by what he does for us and not by what we are and what we can do for him. Yes. So it's like saying, hey, like even though we are called to more, do not get the big head. Do not think you're doing God any favors. Do not think that it's all about what you're doing and who you are. Mm -hmm. In fact, it's the exact opposite. It's what God is doing and what he's done. Yes. Yes. Like, God has no problems doing this without you. Yes. That that always kind of, it almost, like, hurts to, to say. Like, God wants us God wants involved. us. But he doesn't need Yes. Us. And I think that's, that's sometimes, it's, it's a challenge. Yeah. Because we always feel like in order to be wanted, we do, we need to be needed. Yeah. He gave us free will. Yes. To opt out. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is probably one of the biggest displays of love as well. Yes. Um, But also, in that humility, I feel like if we realize that on a daily basis, and that's kind of what he goes into verses 4 through 6, it's going to help how we link up with other Christians as the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. Because we realize that the focus is not about us. It's about being a functioning part of the body that is working towards something so much greater than ourselves. Yes. Um, and and he does a beautiful job at comparing that in verses 4 through 6 to the human body. Like, who's to say that one part is more important than the other, unless you're an appendix, you know. You know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but... He says, we all, he says, each of us find our meaning and function as a part of the body. But as a chopped off finger or cut off toe, we wouldn't amount to much. Mm -hmm. Since we find ourselves fashioned into all these excellently formed and marvelously functioning parts in Christ's body, let's just go ahead and be what we were made to be without enviously or pridefully comparing ourselves with each other or trying to be something we aren't. Let me me just throw this out there. When we think about the body of Christ and we think of what part of the body would you want to be? No one wants to be the essential parts. Mm, Okay, girl, explain. I mean, like, we think about, like, what about the brain? Of course, the brain is great and the heart is great. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I'm like, y'all, this probably sounds super gross, but who wants to be a rectum? Nobody. Yeah. But guess what? If that thing shuts down, Everybody's going down. That's true. Like, you can't live. Yeah, for and sure. And I, I love that that analogy, again, because it calls out the pride of it. Yes. It's that normally we're like, well, I want to be the eyes. I want to be the lips. I want to be the fingers. I want to be the ears. Yes, the beautiful parts. Yes, the ones that are outwardly recognized and yes. appreciated and like, adorned. But think of not having a thumb. Think of that. Crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like... It's it's not that big of a deal. Like and and then he even uses fingers as like a great analogy. Like if I didn't have my thumb, life would be so much harder. But mm-hmm. also like as significant as a thumb is to my body, a thumb detached from my body does no good. Like yeah. my thumb detached from my body can do nothing, nothing, not a single thing. So he's like basically outside of this body, 
you can like you cannot make headway for mm-hmm. the gospel alone. Right. Which I feel like he is re- referring to the church here, mm-hmm. the Big C Church. Yes. Like if you are not willing to be in communion and in cooperation with God's people going toward the gospel and going toward the spreading of goodness and the gospel, then what are you doing? Yeah. What's it all for? Yeah. What's it all for? Um, so after that, y'all, okay, buckle up, everybody. Y'all ain't ready. Okay. Like verses 11 verses. Yes. There are 11 verses. Wait. Verses 6 through 21. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's more than 11. Yeah. I labeled, in all caps, advice extravaganza. (laughs) (laughs) And see, I don't, I don't, y'all, just, just hold on. We're just going to read it. Y'all got to hear this. Okay. I'm going to break it up and do 6 through 8 because I feel like that's a little bit different because it is a part of that advice extravaganza, but I love that the statements, especially in the message version, are the ifs and it's circumstantial. Yes, that's right. But the majority of this doesn't matter who you are, what you do, what you're... It it doesn't matter. I love that. Like, period. It applies to you. So this first part um, in verse 6, let me scroll on down. Okay, so if you preach, just preach God's message, nothing else. Okay. If you help, just help. Don't take over. If you teach, stick to your teaching. If you give encouraging guidance, be careful that you don't get bossy. If you are put in charge, don't manipulate. Okay. If you are called to give aid to people in distress, keep your eyes open and be quick to respond. If you work with the disadvantaged, don't let yourself get irritated with them or depressed by them. Keep a smile on your face. Wow. And it's, I love how this is geared toward um, serving mm-hmm. in the gospel and mm-hmm. leadership because I feel like if you have ever been in any kind of leadership capacity or if you've ever served in church, this advice rings so true mm-hmm. thousands of years later, like literally mm-hmm. 2,000 years later. Yes. That, you know, people being manipulative and people getting tired and burnt out, people getting depressed and mm-hmm. serving. And he's like, it, it is so comforting to know that this is not anything new. Right. Right. This is not anything new. And it's simple, practical advice like, hey, if you are sent to preach God, God's word, just preach God's word. I'm like, that's a, that's a call out to our, our biblical leaders. That's right. Straight up, yeah. number one, right out the gate. Because I think it's it's really easy to, I'm not going to say, I'm not naming any, any names or anything like totally, that. Totally, yeah. But we all know that false teachers are still alive and well yeah, in the church. Sadly. We would love to think that it's not true and, you know, that doesn't happen anymore, but it very easily does. Yeah. And if, if you want to be prepared to know if someone is being false, then you still got to know the word of God. That's right. You, and you won't know if they're not preaching just the word of God unless you know it yourself. That's right. And, I mean, they may just be preaching their opinion. Mm-hmm. And everyone has a right to their own opinion. But when you start to make that opinion gospel is when it starts to get dangerous. Right. So, guys, we're not saying, like, be a skeptic of all things. But we're just saying follow 
first follow the discernment of the Holy Spirit that if you feel like there's a red flag and we kind of talked about that in church hurt but also that's why it's important to be in the word not as a rule of like well I gotta check off the box of reading my Bible today Mm -hmm. but to be saturated in the truth yes because you can't know the truth if you don't know the truth (laughs) you know girl say it again say Um, it again so starting in verse Mm 9 guys I just wrote down a few a few like several bullets of how just these few verses can help us with friendship sin and evil burnout Mm -hmm. prayer serving enemies good times grief being stuck up Mm y'all didn't think that was in the bible y'all Outreach to others, justice and fairness, and generosity and goodness and serving and goodness. So, like, I don't know if y'all have ever had any questions about those things or where they fit in, but it's all here. Like, it's all here in the Bible. Like, the Word is alive and active, and all of these, like, I'm sure that when I said one of those bullets, it struck a chord with someone like, oof, what do I do about stuck someone who's being stuck up mm-hmm. what do I do if a friend is grieving well you know what I think oftentimes when we experience all the things you just mentioned the word of God is not always the first place we turn I'm so guilty of turning to the advice of those around me same rather than the word of God mm-hmm. and I'm very thankful for godly counsel in my life and I think that that's needed but when that becomes a place that I would rather go and the only place that I go, even though they're probably giving biblically sound advice, then I think that I really do need to reevaluate my priorities. Mm-hmm. You know? It's very real. Yeah. I'm right there with you. And it's hard. It, and it's hard sometimes because we want that instant gratification that comes from a, a um, reassuring yes. like voice. Yes. You're right. And... If we're honest with ourselves, for sure, sometimes it feels so much better to talk to somebody else about it because mm-hmm. that little, like, satisfaction of almost gossip feels so good. Mm-hmm. If I'm just being honest, yeah. can I be vulnerable with y'all for a minute? Oh, yeah. Or sometimes the pride of being right. Yes. You want to be validated and be told, yes, yes, yes. Which, y'all, I'm all about getting some validation and giving validation where it's due. Mm-hmm. But, you know, don't get too dangerous with it out of your own ambition right in the situation i mean even even here just just in what i mentioned a few minutes ago you know if you were if you were giving good advice it says don't be bossy with it if you come to the word of god i'm just warn y'all it's all it is full of the truth but it'll also call you out yeah you won't just feel validated and sometimes i know when someone is being so i actually hunter and i were having a conversation last night and i was conflicted about something and i did not like his response to me and it's because it stepped on my toes and Mm -hmm. it's because i knew he was right and so the word of god can so often do that with us if you read it and it puts a sour taste in your mouth you need to pray about lord what are you convicting me about Yeah. yeah because this word is true and we are not. <laughs> exactly. So it's a good gauge. It's a really good gauge. And I'd love to start in verse verses 9 and 10. Okay, y'all, this is two verses. So yes. th- we're reading 10 verses, and this is just two. And listen to the truth bombs that are dropped here. Love from the center of who you are. Don't fake it. Run from dear life from evil. Hold on to life for dear good. Um, no, I read that completely wrong. Hold on for dear life to good. Oh my gosh, something <laughs> wrong with me. 
Be good friends who love deeply. Practice playing second fiddle. I love that. Yes. Like, put them first. Yes. You don't have to be the main character all the time. Speaking to my... She said to herself. (laughs) Yeah. And so, you know, okay, so y'all, I've just, like, really been into the, are you living a main character life or a secondary character life? Oh, tell me about it. Ah, it's <laughs> see what I did there. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm not. <laughs> but um you know, if you look at somebody's life, you can always tell if they are that main character mm. or not. And you yeah. always know because they they're just front and center. All the all the things always happen to them and I'm not dogging on them by no means. Like yes. it's it's not an easy life being the main character. No, no, no. But sometimes my friends will try to be like, Liz, you're a main character. And I'm like, skirt, I'm going to have to stop you right there. Elizabeth is a happy secondary character. Girl. I'm just get, I get to watch all the things happen from the, from the jump seat, and I'm okay with that. But I love that here is mentioned, you know, play the second fiddle, because everybody, I think we're, we're kind of conditioned to try to be the main character. Yeah. You want, you want to know that you want, you want others to recognize that you are special and that you're unique and that you're talented. Yes. And you want, you know, you want to have the coolest stories and do all the coolest things and everything else. But there's so much joy that comes out of being a secondary character. (laughs) Well, I feel like you never know, just like we said at the beginning, you never know what your endorsement of someone with your encouragement and your support, your prayer, you never know how that could change their life. It could alter history. And think about if we all practice playing second fiddle Mm -hmm. to the people in our lives and think of how much we would be able to uplift each other in that. Like think of how much encouragement would be created. Yes. Through, Oh, Hey, I'm going to put you first. In our friendship, Liz, like I want to support you in whatever dream you have, and you you're doing the same to me. Mm-hmm. It's just creating like this is the most hippy dippy thing I've ever said, but I'm proud of it. Um, it it's creating so much love and so much community, but and so much support. It creates the deepest bonds and relationships. Yes, and it makes it makes playing out all of this advice that we're about to talk about so much easier when yes. we don't mind playing second fiddle. And I was listening to a sermon by Craig Groeschel this past Sunday. He was talking about honoring Mm -hmm. each other and how in a world where everyone is canceling each other, there's no honor left. Mm -hmm. And how so many times, like in a friendship or in a marriage even, you can become so guilty of looking like, oh, well, they never do this. They never help me around the house. Mm -hmm. Or they never compliment me on my outfit. Or they never offer to take me out to eat anymore. And we've been, you know, we've been together for a really long time. And you get so caught up in looking at what they don't do for you Mm -hmm. that you're not even paying attention of the lack in your honor for them. Right. And he said, did you ever stop to think that maybe it all could start with you honoring them first. Girl, step on someone's toes. Okay. Like, if you have a friend that you're like, I always feel like I give and give and give Mm -hmm. and give, and what am I getting in return? I'm not saying to stay in a toxic relationship with that friend, but I'm also saying, like, are you honoring them? Mm Mm-hmm. Are you honoring them? Yeah. Because that's a really important question to ask. Of course, the train, the iconic train has to come by during our last solo episode with us, girly. Of course. Yes. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be an episode without it. No. 
And then he immediately jumps. Like, he is, like, advice hopping here. It's uh-huh. almost like you can tell he got on a roll. Like, he was on kick. Oh, 100%. Y'all, he says, don't burn out. Keep yourselves fueled and aflame. Mm-hmm. Be alert servants of the master. Cheerfully expect it. I love that. Kind yes. of like the spirit of expectation. Don't quit in hard times. Pray all the harder. Help needy Christians and be inventive in hospitality. That's my favorite line. <laughs> inventive in hospitality. That. So basically, that's like, you need to be creative in how you're serving others and how yes. you're welcoming in others. That means you can't be being... And now it's a motorcycle rally. <laughs> oh my gosh. There's so They're all here for us. Yes. They're all here for us. It's okay. Um, <laughs> being creative in how you welcome in people to your life. Yes. I love that. It's, it's so important. You know, one of the, ver- the part that stuck out to me was be alert servants of the master, cheerfully expectant. Yes. And I think that, you know, just because of our the history within this nation, whenever we think of, you know, being slaves. And earlier in, in um, Romans, it talks about being a slave to righteousness. Yeah. Um, which, in another way, I was telling Sarah earlier as well, um, righteousness is being morally right. So I think of being a slave to morality, to what is just, what is yeah. fair, what is right. And when I think about it that way, I feel, it feels so different, but we don't always think about being an alert servant, cheerfully expectant of, and when I think of that, it's like challenges. Yeah. It's like being ready to serve. And we're, I will admit that for myself, I haven't always had a heart that is Expectant of having to serve and yeah, give. Same. Sometimes it's begrudging. It's just like, God, I know that I'm very thankful for the opportunity, but I'm burnt out or yeah. I feel this way. And you know, every time I begin to feel that way, the Lord is so faithful and so kind that he, it's like, he calls me out because yes. I walk away from that servant opportunity. So full. Yes. And so, so thankful and I'm like, oh my gosh, God, I forgive me for you know not wanting to serve you with my whole self. Yes. And look how you have blessed me, even when um, I have a begrudging spirit. Absolutely. But you know, it's it's not easy to be cheerfully expectant all the time, but it is it's worth it to be cheerfully expectant. You're right. You're right. It's that attitude. And I love that verse that says God loves a cheerful giver. Yes. I do love that verse. Mm-hmm. Um, going on down to verse 14, he's stepping on all our toes. Bless your enemies. No cursing under your breath. He knows me. Mm. Laugh with your happy friends when they're happy and share tears when they're down. There's a season for everything, y'all. I love that. I feel like I've been hearing just like on social media and things, people saying, you know, watch out for those friends that don't clap for you when you're, when you're up and only, only like to be there for you when you're down. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, my gosh. that That is crazy. But I have a hard time personally thinking of why would you not clap for your friends when, when they're happy, when good things happen yes. to them? But the older I get, the more I realize that, like, we've all got things that we're battling with and we're going through. Mm-hmm. And exactly. sometimes there are blessings that you're waiting on from the Lord, and they have not happened to you yet. Yeah. And you sit here patiently waiting, and they're happening to all the other people around you. And they didn't even, they're not even praying for them like you, you know, that yeah. you know of. You know, they're just like, That's oh, real. well, I think, I think about friends that are, that would like to, to have a child. And they see all the people around them getting pregnant. Some of them not even wanting to get pregnant. They're just like, oh, okay. And like, God, this is what I've been praying for. This is what yeah. I've been waiting for. Like, why are you blessing them and not me? And I'm like, I can see that out of a heart that is hurt, 
why you might not clap for the friend when good things are happening. That's so true. But even even still, we have been called to do so, and I believe that there will be joy that comes out of that obedience. Yeah, I completely agree. And and he, I love how he talks about relationships here mm-hmm. because he knows that's important, and he knows that people will and have get hurt, gotten hurt yeah. by Christians through relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, he even goes as far to say, you know, get along with each other and don't be stuck up. Make friends with nobodies. Yeah. And he says this line, don't be the great somebody. It's all about humbling yourself. Mm-hmm. It's all about humidity, humility. And, and that's just laced all through the next verses too. Don't hit back. Discover beauty in everyone, and that's hard. <laughs> yes. Um, if you've got it in you, get along with everybody. Just that, that verse, as long as it's up to you, have peace with everyone. Don't insist on getting even. That's not for you to do. I'll do the judging, says God. I'll take care of it. So if you feel like you've been cheated, if you feel like something's unfair, it is not our job to make it right. Right. It's God's job. God sees you in that. I just, mm-hmm. whoever's listening to this, who has ever felt like something is unfair. Everybody. Yes. And you wish, man, if only people knew that I was not the wrong one. If only people knew what that person had said. If only people knew how that person acted and everyone thinks that they are so perfect. Justice is God's. Yes. And we have to humble ourselves to the fact where what they do does not matter. Mm-hmm. We're focused on us. We're focused on focusing on not being the great somebody. We're mm-hmm. focusing on discovering beauty in everyone. We're focusing on as as much as it's up to us maintaining pe- peace with all people. Yeah, absolutely. And just when you think the Bible lays down a hard like standard of loving people for us, mm-hmm. it, it goes even the extra mile, which yes. is what Jesus did, who is our perfect example. Mm-hmm. And this verse ends out with saying, if you see your enemies hungry, buy them lunch. He says, not if you just see a random homeless person hungry. Your enemy. Your enemy is hungry. You need uh-huh. to buy them lunch. You need to serve them. And the result is your generosity will surprise him. Mm-hmm. with goodness and that's not for us that's where we have to lay down our own pride our own ego our own feelings that's yeah. for god that's not for us yep and that's our motivation y'all because we can't do that in our own strength amen amen and i love the last the last verse um, or the last sentence in this verse don't let evil get the best of you get the best of evil by doing good yes you know when we think about, um, there's a, vo- a verse from Martin Luther King Jr. Um, like hate, like hate can't drive out hate. Only love can do uh-huh. that. Yes. You know, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only love can do that. Right. And if you think about a single match or a single candle being lit, how far you can see it, and how much darkness is instantly expelled. Yes. It's the same when you do good, and when you do it with an honest and a humble heart. That's right. Amen, girl. And um, there's so much power in that. And there, it's such a gift to have an opportunity to do that. Yes. That you don't even know until you're until you're doing it. And at the yes. end, you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm so blessed. Um, and one of the things, I want to come back and make a comment on what I said earlier. I was like, Jesus is the main character. Like, let, let God shine through yes. you. Yes. Let Jesus be the, the first fiddle. 
We are a secondary fiddle. We're just here for support. Yes. We're here to let them shine. We're here We're here to, to give God all the glory and let it be done through every single action. Absolutely. And, and you know, I think it's so important to remember, like, this book was written. Somebody outside just went, skirt. <laughs> um, I'm sure our listeners love just a narration of everything that's going on on Main Street, <laughs> Lebanon, Tennessee. Like, I'm sure they love that. It's a bustling metropolis. For sure. But our audience here, we should not forget y'all. It's a broken culture mm-hmm. stuck in sexual and idol- idolatry type sin. Yeah. And that's us. Mm-hmm. Like, we are perverted idol worshiping <laughs> in we, we, one way or another. We don't like culture. to hear it. But it is the truth. Yes. We put other things before God and everyone else. And that is the definition of an idol. And again, the fact that Paul is saying this 2,000 years ago. And we are still struggling with the same things, having the same conversations. And it's always really interesting because um, I think especially like here in our country, we are constantly told like things are getting worse and worse every day. But I'm like, things have been getting worse and worse for thousands of years. Exactly. Because the exact same actions have been happening. But it's, the amazing thing is, is that this word has still been relevant amongst mm-hmm. every single twisted generation. Timeless. And we can still look at this book of Romans and all the other books in the Bible that are written toward the modern day church, as it's always been the modern day church in a way, and say, hey, I can apply this. This is for me. Mm-hmm. You know. I, I'm a person, especially if you're worried about the reputation of your past. Mm-hmm. These people were too. Yeah. They are right. There was one chapter in Romans that had the subtitle, like, you know, how chapters are like titled sometimes. It said, we're all in the same sinking boat. Yep. And oh we're all gosh. in the same need, desperate need of a savior. Mm-hmm. And then once we gain that salvation from that desperate need of the savior, then we can live in that freedom, and this is how you do that. We do not curse our enemies under our breath anymore. We are not stuck up anymore. Yep. We do not cast out nobodies anymore. That's not who we are. That's not who we are at all. Mm-hmm. And I think of all the times in my life where I've taken on a new identity. I, For some reason, I just thought of when you become a senior in high school, mm-hmm. you get new responsibilities and new cultural, like, rights as a senior mm-hmm. and you're like I'm not a freshman anymore and that's not that's probably a little bit too prideful of an example because y'all know your girl had senioritis and she was proud to be a senior <laughs> in high school but I think about even going from just a girlfriend to a wife mm-hmm. and I'm like there are ways of life that I don't do anymore like I did yeah. before I was married to my husband mm-hmm And that's not saying, you know, that before was horrible or anything, but it's just a completely new way of living. Mm -hmm. And so that's basically what Paul is trying to say here. Like, guys, like you're leaving that behind. That's, that's your, he even uses the analogy of why would you move to a new country and expect to live in your old house? Yeah. Yeah. That's not where you live anymore. So the way that you used to act, the way that you used to think, you got to let it go. Mm-hmm. And here's how. Mm-hmm. You know, don't be bitter. Don't I, don't leave out people. Don't be stuck up. You know. I love this girl. I'm just, I'm gonna just take a moment, and I just want to read some of the action things like, um, love from the center of who you are. Run from evil. Be good. Keep yourself fueled. 
be cheerful, don't quit, help many, help needy Christians, bless your enemies, laugh with friends, don't be stuck up, share tears, make friends, don't be, uh, don't hit back, get along with everybody, um, don't get even, feed your enemy, and don't let the devil get the best of you, Amen. get the best of evil by doing good. That is so good. That's that whole section summed up, but those, it's, it's simple instructions. They're not always simple to do. Yes. But when we say they will have an eternal impact on you. Yes. We mean every word. Absolutely. I think that that's it for today. Yeah. That was so good. <laughs> I, I'm I'm just encouraged. And this is exactly why I'm like so sad. This is our last solo one because. I know. I always get teary eyed. You right. know how I get emotional. <laughs> but it's, we still got one more with a very special guest. You guys. Yes. Yes. We're so excited. But we, we will certainly miss you, but we hope that you guys will make sure that you're subscribed so you can join us for Chosen Girl Summer. Um, in season five in the fall. Like, what? I know, girl. Look, look at God. For real. Oh, my gosh. How for in real. the world? And I think of, you know, life and how strange it is. And, and so many times we measure life in years, which mm-hmm. is obviously probably the main way to measure life. And I think of how different we've been and all the things we've gone through from year to year. Oh and gosh. I just think if, if we were all intentional in, like, pursuing God this summer, mm-hmm. what kind of people could we be in the fall? Hello. Say it again for someone. They need to hear that. Seriously, like so much can happen in one season. Mm-hmm. One season of showing up, of being diligent, of being humble. Mm-hmm. And season five, y'all can catch some new people around here. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's right. So we hope that you guys know how much we are so thankful for this platform of Chosen Girl. So incredibly thankful. Um, Liz and I are having these conversations anyway, but you guys kind of give more purpose and meaning than we could ever imagine mm-hmm. to our conversations. Thank you so much. You are a gift. Absolutely. And we do not take this platform lightly, and we love you. We pray for you. And um, I just know that we chose a girl the best is yet to come. Amen. For sure. Y'all, we're so excited. We'll see you back next Tuesday. Yes. Bye, guys. Bye. That's it for today, fam. Thank you so much for listening, and make sure to rate and subscribe. And don't forget to visit us on Instagram at Chosen Girls Movement or on our website to see our merch and free resources. And meet us back here next Tuesday.